O Passes to India, Chapter 32 Egypt was charming. A green strip of carpet and walking up and down it four sorts of animals and one sort of man. Fielding's business took him there for a few days. He re-embarked at Alexandria. Bright blue sky, constant wind, clean low coastline as against the intricacies of Bombay. Crete welcomed him next with the long snowy ridge of its mountains and then came Venice. As he landed on the Pizzata, a cup of beauty was lifted to his lips and he drank with a sense of disloyalty. The building of Venice, like the mountains of Crete and the fields of Egypt, stood in the right place, whereas in poor India everything was placed wrong. He had forgotten the beauty of form among idle temples and lumpy hills. Indeed, without form, how can there be beauty? Form stammered here and there in a mosque, became present through nervousness even. But, oh, these Italian churches, San Giorgia, standing on the island, which could scarcely have risen from the waves without it. The salute holding the entrance of a canal which, but for it, would not be the Grand Canal. In the old undergraduate days, he had wrapped himself up in the many-colored blanket of St. Mark's. But something more precious than mosaics and marbles was offered to him now. The harmony between the works of man and the earth that affords them. The civilization that has kept muddled. The spirit in a reasonable form, with flesh and blood subsisting. Writing picture postcards to his Indian friends, he felt that all of them would miss the joys he experienced now and the joys of form, and that this constituted a serious barrier. They would see the sumptuousness of Venice, not its shape. And though Venice was not Europe, it was part of the Mediterranean harmony. The Mediterranean is the human norm. When men leave that exquisite lake, whether through the Bosphorus or the pillars of Hercules, they approach the monstrous and extraordinary, and the southern exit leads to the strangest experience of all. Turning his back on it yet again, he took the train northward, and tender romantic fancies that he thought were dead forever flowered when he saw the buttercups and daisies of June.